Hey, what's up, Pop Punk Posse? Welcome back to another edition of Side Projects. Just to remind you, Side Projects are those in-between episodes where we discuss odds and ends that we wouldn't normally get to during our album review shows. This week, I thought it would be fun to review my top 10 favorite albums to listen to while filing my taxes. And tonight, unfortunately, it's just me again. Nobody else, no big surprises, no special guest, just me, Mike, no Keenan. In fact, who knows if Keenan will ever be back on this show. As far as I'm concerned, he can rot in hell. Guess what, Mike? The champ is back. <laughs> Sorry to crash the party, but couldn't let you do this again by yourself. Holy cow, Keenan! <laughs> yeah, is surprise. That, do my eyes deceive me? Nope, it's really me. In the flesh. <laughs> Holy cow. That's fantastic. I didn't think you'd be here. That's why I was saying all that mean stuff about you. I know. I just uh, Zoom-bombed you. Wow, yeah, I'm used to doing these by myself without you, but... As I live and breathe, here you are. What do you say, Mike? What do you think we should do now? For old time's sake, Keenan, you want to stage dive in? Hell yeah! <laughs> if y'all want to stage dive in, give Stone Cold a hell yeah! <laughs> I really don't do a good Stone Cold impression. That's not bad. So, Keenan, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> uh, what in the world's going on present day? When we last left the Pop Punk Posse back in March of 2021, yeah, we had given them a warning that we would be on a brief break. <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. That was pretty brief. It was very brief. Several months. Before reviewing Avril Lavigne's album Let Go. Yeah. And here we are, like, half a year later, right around there, and we're getting right back to it. Yeah. Haven't skipped a beat here, Mike. Just picking it right back up. I think I went into this a little bit on the one side project that I just did by myself, but... We had every intention of actually taking a few weeks off. It just happened to oh, turn yeah. into six months. Yeah. I think things just got kind of busy. I think we were hoping it would be maybe, what, like three weeks, a month max. And then all of a sudden things just started to snowball and it was like, all right, let's push off another week. Let's push off another week, push off another week. And then here we are. Right. You were hoping that the crew team you're coaching would end up sucking and just losing Exactly. Yeah. You'd be able to actually have a summer. It turned out that they were one of the best teams that the school's ever had, and you guys just raced all summer. Yeah, unfortunately. So, <laughs> yeah, it really killed my um, podcast production time. Yeah. It's actually funny because during the second one of these that I did by myself, which, by the way, like within that six months, 
I did two of these side projects alone, and I think it's been like three months since the last I one. Know. Of them. <laughs> yeah, but you yourself took a hiatus from the hiatus. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I did. I ran out of things to talk about almost immediately. But after the second one, uh, I had just gone back from Sarasota for my cousin's wedding. Oh yeah, and we found out that you were there racing in like what was it, the U.S. national uh competition or yeah it was the uh the u.s national championship for high schools or actually for high schools and club teams yeah we missed each other in sarasota florida by like less than a week if i yeah and then once i told you i was going down there you had like all the restaurant recommendations (laughs) and you were telling me exactly where to go it was pretty funny how random yeah i ate i think i only ate at one restaurant while we were there but it was a really good spot so do you remember the name of it now it was uh I probably could look back through our text. It was a guy's name. Mm. Guy Fieri? Yeah, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri? Guy's Kitchen. <laughs> Actually, I don't feel like scrolling through our text. Yeah, it's not worth it. But it was good. It was the place I had catered my cousin's wedding. and uh, But it seemed like you had everything lined up already. You already had your itinerary all filled out. So Yeah. We ate at a place called Ford's Garage almost every night. And it was like literally the Ford car decal. And the entire thing was Ford themed. They had these like old school cars out front. There were like cars inside. It was this humongous like warehouse type building. And it was a big like bar and restaurant. That's awesome. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I was thinking when you first said Ford's grill, I was wondering if you would eat off of like the grill of a car. (laughs) That would have been cool. Like they brought that was like your serving tray. Oh, that would have been sweet. I love uh, niche little restaurants like that. Like when we were in Chicago. Back in 2016, we ate at a place called Weber Grill, and mm. it was just a restaurant, but they made all the food on Weber Grills, like, behind the bar. Oh, they just had all, like, cool. the old school, like, barbecue grills. Yeah. So, remember that being pretty good, but probably also, it was, like, a tourist trap, I feel like. <laughs> it had to be. Oh, and you don't think Ford's Garage is? <laughs> yeah, that probably is, too. It has to be. It's so gimmicky. While you were in Sarasota, we'll just talk about Sarasota for an hour or so. This is the Sarasota podcast. But you guys actually won. You won everything when you were there. We did, yeah. We won the national championship for the first time ever. There are two national championships every year. One is just high school teams. It's the Scholastic Nationals, which we've won countless times. But this one... Easy to do that. Yeah, piece of cake. This one combines all the best high school teams and all the best club teams. And the club teams are typically better because they pull from different high schools in the area. It's it's a club as opposed to a school. And we've never really done that well at that regatta because there's just so many humongous teams to race against. And we were lucky enough to actually win it for the first time in our program's history. So it was pretty cool. So did you race in both categories or just the one that included schools and clubs? There's only one category and it just combines everybody together. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah. I was following, I guess, to a point. You won it all. You won. You did something you hadn't done before. So, yes. And for those uninitiated, like myself, although I have been following your your rise, but a regatta is just what they call a race on the river. That's right. A yeah. boat race. It's a boat race. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you don't live in Philadelphia, like it's a pretty common thing here. Right. Like you hear about it because it shuts down traffic in the in the fall a lot and in the spring a lot. Yeah, it's actually kind of a nuisance yeah. for anybody that's not engaged in rowing. It's like, oh, can't take Kelly Drive today. It's shut down due to the regatta. <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah. so fancy. It is very fancy. 
There's a lot of um, people dressed in fancy clothes and regatta wear. A lot of uh, champagne drinking. It's nice. It's like a gondola ride, basically. Yeah, it's relaxing. Uh, I guess for the coxswain, it's relaxing. You, you guys just sit there, and then all the other guys are like, uh, <laughs> you know, nearly having heart attacks trying yeah. to pull the boat down the river. Yeah, it's great. But you, so you won the new youth nationals, and prior to that, you won the Dal Dalvale, Delvale, the Dadvale. That's a college race. Oh. Yeah, we won one? the Stotesbury. Stotesbury, that's right. Stotes, yeah. man. Stotes, man. We won the big Stotes. This is from my perspective. Like, we talk about the Triple Crown almost every episode. So you yeah. guys, the, it's not actually, there's no Triple Crown of, of high school crew. But in my mind, Stotesbury, Youth Nationals, and then the Henley Regatta in England, those are like the big three. And I think we were texting and you had said, uh, the prep, which is our alma mater and where you coach, I don't think they've ever won all three. No, because they couldn't have won all three because we've never won youth nationals. We've only won Henley, which is the race in England, one time in our school's history in the year 2000. Oh. And we've never won youth nationals. So, yeah, we've never won all three together. Including this year, which is why um, it would have been nice if you could have come back and said we just won every single race that we could have possibly won but that would have been cool yeah you guys went about as far as you really could yeah we were basically two races away from winning henley we lost in the quarterfinals henley's different in that it's like a bracket style competition like march madness so every day it's two boats against each other it's one v one and then if you win you advance if you lose you're knocked out and so we made it to the quarterfinals we made it to technically the elite eight round which is pretty great in and of itself i was wondering how many u.s uh teams i guess it's probably again mostly club teams that make the trip over to henley but how many u.s teams are over there because it's on the river thames which is pretty cool yeah and a lot of the schools you were racing against they're like on the river thames so it's like major home court advantage there or home river advantage as far as I'm concerned, because you guys are going yeah. over there, a lot of the guys for the first time, I would imagine. Yep. And just racing this completely, I don't know, is it like golf? Is it like a course? Or is it like, is there a general way you would row every race just no matter like what river it's on? Well, most races are, for the most part, straight shots. There are definitely outliers to that. There are some courses that actually have a turn in it, but they try to pick race courses out by the stretches of river that are just right. a straight shot from start to finish, whether it's a 2000 meter race, a, a mile race, this race course in England, it is a straight shot on the Thames in the town of Henley. The thing that's cool about it is the lanes are different though. So like you kind of have to know when to go harder, when to maybe preserve some of your energy. There is some tactic to it about how you actually race it, but it is a straight shot. So if you've raced it multiple times, you do kind of know how to approach it, but if you've never done it before, it is a little bit tricky. Gotcha. So the British teams do have an advantage because they they race it every single year. Whereas like their practice and they practice. I guess it's yeah. Not every team is based there. Like teams will travel no, from. It, they are. They're all from north. There. Yeah, they are. Every team trains on the Henley course every year. <laughs> uh, but no, a typical U.S. team will like a good U.S. high school team will go every. I don't know, maybe five to 10 years. And you only go when you know that you have a shot to win it. So. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. So how many, sorry, I brushed over, but how many U.S. squads do you think would be there any given year? 
So in a normal year, it would be probably 10 to 12 US teams would make the trip over, maybe. Uh, like we were there a couple years ago. We were there in 2019, and I would say there were about eight to 10 US teams. In big years, there could be up to maybe 12 of the best US high school teams will go. Uh, there's also teams from Australia that typically go. There's German teams. There's Dutch teams. There's other teams from other countries in Europe that typically show up. This year, because of COVID, we were actually the only U.S. high school team to go. Oh, wow. I don't even think So I... it was literally just us and all the best British schools. So competition was definitely lighter. There were fewer teams competing, but the British teams are always really good. So Wow. I didn't realize you guys were the only U.S. team. So you literally had the country on your back and you let us all down. Let everybody down, yeah. Man. <laughs> Sorry, America. The stakes were so much higher than I even realized. I know. Well, the Olympics were going on during the race, so people were a little preoccupied watching uh, the actual U.S. teams compete. So That's true. The weight was a little bit off of our shoulders. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really expect to discuss crew this much, but I guess that really is the main reason why we haven't done this in the past uh, six or so months. So It's probably the only reason, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's just literally... such a time suck and it's just such a commitment i mean it's fun and it's it's going to be a part of um and obviously a huge part of my life but it does sort of take away all the other things that you want to do yeah we celebrated our uh one year anniversary during the time we were off the air <laughs> yeah and i know back in july of last year and then into fall of 2020 covid was still I mean, it's, surprise, it's still around. But I know, you know, you would have stuff canceled more often due to COVID. Yeah. So you had way more time to just goof off with me. And then it was yeah. like that kind of uh, dissipated for a good couple of months. And all the stars aligned for you to just do crew every single waking moment <laughs> of your life that you weren't uh, doing your day-to-day -day, uh, regular job. So, yeah. You're like, oh, sorry, man. I don't think I can record tonight. I'm like, I don't care, dude. Have fun getting home at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was so brutal for a while. But I do remember starting season two, and I was like, oh, I could manage all three of these things. Like, crew was finally gearing up. We got the go-ahead to actually train, you know, with masks on and all that. But we finally were at the boathouse, and I was showing up to practice again. I was like, oh, I could balance all three. This would be great. And I remember late into the night recording, and I was just losing my mind because I was working off of like two to four hours of sleep. I just worked a full day. I would go down to the river for three hours. I'd come home. I'd try to figure out a way to actually talk to you and know all the stuff that we have to know about pop punk music. And it was yeah. so, it was just such a drain. It was so hard to do. It kind of was a perfect timed break because I think it, it was the Offspring episode when at the end you're just like, dude, I'm just, I'm just so exhausted. It was like, <laughs> As close to like, uh, it felt a little bit like a mental breakdown. It was a break. It was a mental breakdown. Um, and <laughs> I was just like, music. Okay, like that's. <laughs> well, no, it was just it was getting really late, and um, I tried to explain in the first side projects I did that like, we do put a lot of time into these, and it's just enough time to make it sound like, um, fine. Like it doesn't sound yeah. like overly produced or perfect or or extremely polished, but. Just enough that we don't sound like idiots. Um, yeah. So it's just like at that point, a couple of weeks in a row of doing, you know, recording for two or three hours and then 
going to bed and you waking up the next morning really early. Uh, yeah. You're like, I don't know, man. I think I might just need some time off. And then we had Patrice on, which was like a breath of fresh air. Cause that oh, was yeah. like, that was a great episode. That was great. Um, and then you really did get some time off. And now it's like, are we even going to remember how to do this? Are we even going to be able to give the people what they want? We'll find out. I mean, we're definitely rusty. I will say that you are less rusty because you did do the side project episodes. And let me just say, Michael, those are great episodes. I listened to those. I remember listening to one, I think, on the way down to Sarasota. I was on a plane. I can't remember... I had been doing so much traveling recently that I can't really remember where I was going, but I was getting on the plane. I downloaded episode two. I remember listening to episode one saying, wow, that was really good. And it kind of sucks. That I can't be a part of this. And then I listened to episode two and I was like, this is really good. Does Mike even need me anymore? Yeah. You should have just cut your dead weight when you had the chance. <laughs> I'm glad episode two was really good because after that, I ran out of things to talk about <laughs> for the... The thing was, and I appreciate you saying that, it definitely was that week we our paths almost crossed in Sarasota because I remember I would record them and then post them pretty much like the next day just because yeah. I I could and it was just me talking for an hour. But I remember thinking I wanted to do like maybe one or two more in between that last one and now, but it's really hard to fill like an hour's worth of time just talking to yourself. Yeah. So I was just kept thinking all right, well, I just kept kind of making notes, like, the next one I do, I'll talk about this, and then I would add something, then add something, and it just never really added up to enough time in my mind to actually be something worth listening to. I don't think I'd be able to do that. I legitimately feel that I can do the podcast because, to me, it feels like a conversation, which is a lot easier than just talking. I don't think I could just talk and talk and talk on my own, like I'm giving a speech, I feel like I need somebody to actually bounce ideas off of and, you know, respond to what I'm saying. Right. And I think these will serve their purpose, like, going forward if, you know, we're not going to completely burn ourselves out trying to get the albums done. It's like, if we can't do one that week, we can do one of these. And it's like, you know, still do something, still talk and, like, ideally talk about music and uh, maybe just not as specifically geared towards one artist or one album. Yeah. But it is just like nice to, I don't know, I've enjoyed talking to you in general over the course of the past year or so Yeah, doing these. And then for a while I was like, I don't want to text Keenan too much. I don't want to talk to him. Like, I don't want to like ruin content that we could talk about on the show. Yeah. Like when it, like when we do a show and then at a certain point I was like, what if we just don't do this again? Like <laughs> in the beginning, like a couple yeah. of, uh, which this this is sounding like we're tooting our own horns, but we're not. But we have a couple of like, you know, our great fans. Like, uh, we love giving them shout outs all the time. But a couple people reached out like, "Hey, like everything all right? Like, hope you guys are well." Like, uh, yeah, it was nice that people checked in. People yeah. would DM us on Instagram like, "Is everything okay?" <laughs> yeah, the people put together the fact that like we had said, "All right, we'll see you in a couple of weeks," and it was like July. <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> Like, wait, March and July are a couple months apart. Um, yeah. And I would just respond like, uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, Keenan's got crew. Like, things are just crazy right now. But, like, no worries. All good. But then I was thinking, what if Keenan just realizes how much he likes not doing this with me? <laughs> and that's why I had to drop those side projects so you would mm. get that uh, that pining to come back and, and discuss pop punk. Well, it worked. Yeah, I was very jealous. 
Uh, I was listening to it very longingly. Yeah, you were jealous because you were jet-setting around the world to uh, watch kids row when I was just sitting in my basement doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded so nice. (laughs) Talking about your top 10 albums that changed your life. It was amazing. Up until 2011 or 2010. (laughs) Yeah. It's very specific, but I, you know, that's I'm good list, with that. That's the list I stumbled upon. I don't make the rules. That's great. But uh, yeah, so what? Crew, pretty much the main reason why we've been off the air for so long. Uh, and in the future, probably the main reason why we'll be off the air. There's no doubt about that, yeah. But hopefully we can do, hopefully we'll finish season two uh, before George R. R. Martin finishes the next <laughs> Game of Thrones book. I think we're safe in that respect. (laughs) I think we should be okay. I hope so. But do you want to know what I've been doing over the past six months? Yeah. What have you been up to? April, May, June, July. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, it's been a really good summer. Summer's already (laughs) over. It's pretty much fall now. Yeah. It's scary. We had one of those perfect days today where uh, it's like maybe a week or two out of the year where you could wear shorts and like a sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite days. It's the time of year where you can wear the uh, the pop punk slash emo. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the brim, the, the like the brim wool, beanie. Yeah, the brim beanie, the yeah. wool hat with the with the brim. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe this is the time of year. Ironically, go apple picking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, what did I do? My summer was basically same as last summer. We uh, we were, you know, at home. I'm still working at home, which is a dream, actually. It's great. At this point, it's like, I don't want to go back. And uh, luckily for me, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, but we'll see. Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, there were two weeks before crew got crazy. We both got vaccinated on a Wednesday. And oh, we yeah. were like, oh, yeah, like might be out for uh, for a day because people were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're sick for a couple hours, whatever. So I was nervous about recording, especially because you got yours the week before me. And you were sick as a dog for like a day straight, twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, like night sweats and all that. And then I, oh, I went, terrible. I went for my second shot, and I was like, "Oh man, like here we go!" And I had absolutely no reaction. <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. nothing happened. Yeah. And I remember Abby uh, telling me previously that those with healthier immune systems, like their immune systems, will try to fight the shot more. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I'm just a fat, lazy piece of shit. <laughs> oh, so that means my immune system's just, you know, yeah. up to par, working overtime, yeah, crushing exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Your body's great. just trying to protect you. That's great news. Yeah. Doing its job, finally. We took so much time off from the show uh, that we're pretty much ready for our booster shots now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we I think we get ours in what? Like, I don't know, a couple weeks, a month? Yeah. as Something Pretty like much that. as soon as uh, as soon as they're available, we'll see. I mean... Well, you got yours through school, right? Yeah. And I got mine through Rite Aid, my school. Um, <laughs> so you'll you'll probably get yours. I don't know. We'll see. Because I remember in the beginning, it was like everybody that wanted to get one was like fighting for spots to get it. And then right. since then, like the people that don't want it, it's like you could go whenever you wanted to go get, you know, your first shot. I don't know how it's going to be with the boosters, if it's going to be another like crazy demand or if they're just going to use the same doses they just have sitting there so yeah i have no idea i imagine that they'll probably have it more down to a science by then (laughs) no pun intended but yeah i feel like now that they've done it once 
hopefully they've kind of gotten ahead of it or they're going to get ahead of it and it might be a better system this time around. Who knows? But yeah, the demand will always be really high. Yeah, I'm sure the production is way more streamlined than it was in the beginning when they were just desperately trying to roll out anything. Yeah, it just felt um, like a big emergency. Yeah, and they were obviously unsafe and had awful side effects that are yeah. still lingering. <laughs> yeah, and nobody knows what the long-term effects are going to be and yeah. how the government's going to mind control us through it. Yeah. Oh, that that was a jokey segue, but listen to this. Let's hear it. This also happened um, while we were away. Well, I'm excited for this. I was going to wait to tell you on the podcast, but I didn't. Um, speaking of being vaccinated. Wait, you've withheld this information for this long? No, I actually, I actually, that would be the next segue because I told you by accident or oh, at the Hella Mega Tour. Okay, I know what you're going to say. Because yeah. uh, we drove down there with a couple people. And um, I wasn't drinking. I was I was the driver, and something came up about uh, my wife Abby not drinking, and everybody was talking about it. And I realized I hadn't told you that Abby's pregnant. Yeah, it's huge. So that that's happened during our break too. We're gonna have a uh, kid numero dos. Let's go. Second one on the way. Yeah. Look at you, Mike. But I was laughing because she's also vaccinated. She's a nurse and. Uh, the pregnancy fears don't have them because it really didn't take much. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you dropped that one on me as I'm like sipping on a beer about to go see Weezer perform. And you're like, oh, by the way, yeah, Abby's not drinking because she's pregnant. Yeah. I was like, what? And everybody knew but me. Well, that's yeah, they did. Because uh, you were going to wait to tell me on the podcast. Yeah, I wanted to see her like reaction like live on. Uh, we probably would have cut it up and edited it. So it's like, that's great. <laughs> but uh i've yeah. also i told you and i was excited but i kind of felt bad because i'm like oh yeah like i was gonna tell you because it would yeah. it would have been way more exciting to tell you while we were talking face to face than just like shooting you a text or something which was oh yeah for sure yeah i know i'm happy we waited communicating and i was pretty i was pretty blown away by it in person yeah and actually it's kind of funny because mostly surprised actually it was yeah. shock that you know she was pregnant again i just couldn't believe it that's how everybody usually responds um mostly because they still can't believe that she married me yeah that's what i'm yeah and that's mostly you know, what i'm trying to get out here yeah we obviously we have jack and we love him but it's also like she still you know had a pretty open window to leave me if she wanted to yeah i mean plenty of time yeah perfect opportunity <laughs> <laughs> but now i think you know she'll want to stick around now she's really in it for the long haul yeah a little bit longer but yeah so this could be the source for a lot of people finding that out because we haven't really shared it publicly yet um, yeah. because it just, we just passed the 12 week mark, which is like the time when, you know, the doctors say, you know, you're pretty, pretty good. You're pretty, uh, safe in terms of being able to carry the pregnancy to full term or whatever. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so baby number two, either baby Mikey or baby Abby do in March Ooh. of 2022. So we'll see. I'm excited. Right. So in, in addition to crew. Who knows? I might have to cancel some plans. I might have to cancel some recording sessions. Mm, no. Oh, 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 sorry, man. Uh, Abby's going into labor. Okay, well, we got it. We, we got to talk about uh, what's the funniest? sugar cold again this week. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. We're doing our four sugar cold episodes. <laughs> oh, dude, I definitely want to do more sugar cold. I like yeah, those guys. Because they were the one band that reached out to us. and Yeah, that makes them cool to me. Yeah, that... 
was awesome. They tweeted us back and we actually had a reason to use our uh, Twitter. I have been thinking about them recently because that was one of the albums we listened to where a lot of these albums, we listen to them so many times that I kind of need to take a break from them after we're done. But yeah. that one I actually went back to and listened to recently. It's really had, good. Um, it's the way that it makes. I had that song stuck in my head, so I went back and listened to like the second half of that album. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. That is one that I've really enjoyed re-listening to as well. I've listened yeah. to that a few more times. Very nice. <laughs> With that, do you want to continue discussing our pop punk of the of the week? Oh, in addition to getting Abby pregnant, um, really, most of what I did over the summer was I rewatched all of Mad Men. Did you? Yeah. So, like from beginning to end. From beginning to end. So that's wow. Uh, that's impressive. Seasons one through six is thirteen episodes each, and then season seven is fourteen episodes. So it's like what, like about eighty or so episodes, eighty-four episodes. Can I ask you a quick question about that? Yeah, I'm all for rewatching shows that you really like, but aren't you more inclined to watch a new show if you have all that time? I feel like I always would gravitate towards. Okay, I want to watch something I haven't seen before. Yeah. I thought you might say that, especially because while I was watching Mad Men, I kept thinking I probably should uh, watch The Sopranos instead of Mad Men again. Yeah. But. It would have been perfect. Let me clarify. Okay. I don't have a ton of time on my hands. Uh, Like, I do work every day. That would just be my wind down each night because, honestly. Oh, so you didn't have to pay that close attention because you already seen it. No, not even that. I'm just saying. Jack usually goes down around eight and then on weeks that we're doing this, we usually either record or edit or do something in, in regards to that, or I like catch up on other work. But since I didn't really, I didn't have a lot going on this summer, I would watch maybe one or two episodes every night. So that's just literally what I did from like eight to 10 or eight to 11. And then I would go to sleep each night. So, but can you have done that with the Sopranos? Well, I'm, I'm, that's the next one I want to watch. Okay. Um, but Mad Men, I wanted to rewatch it because the last season came out, I think, in 2014 or 2015. And I realized that I really didn't remember a lot of what happened. I remembered certain scenes, but not really much else. So mm. it was kind of like watching it again for the first time. Like, Oh, that's cool. Because season one premiered in 2007 when we were still in high school. Yeah. And I kind of binged that series before season six so when i binge things i don't remember a lot like i don't retain it i guess i should say yeah so but anyway i kept thinking about mad men be- i don't know why but so i really wanted to rewatch that and if anybody's looking to rewatch it it's on amazon prime with ads on imdb tv but still the ads aren't that bad oh that's cool but the whole time i was like you know i should watch the sopranos because we always talk about how i haven't watched it I know. Comes and, up uh, shockingly a lot. Right. But I think that's next on my list because I have been paying for HBO Max, which I haven't really utilized that much other than to watch Mayor of Easttown, which was great. Oh my gosh, I wanted to talk to you about that too. This is Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Mayor of Easttown reminded me of this show because we had talked about Titanic at one point and I said that I just didn't see the attraction to Kate Winslet, like why people thought she was hot. Oh, yeah. But now you see it. Yeah. And I think now all that it, she's a lot older. <laughs> I think all it took was her being an older 
a nicotine addicted Delco resident for me to really think. with a really thick Philly accent. Yeah, I just like nice. I just thought like there was just something about her in that show that I was like, man, like she's hot. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, Abby has a pretty thick Philly accent. You think so? Well, I guess not really. Yeah, actually, yeah, kind of. I mean, I hear her. She has a very, like, Philly area accent. Hmm. Man, I kind of so wish... Maybe that's why you're so into Kate Winslet with a Philly accent. I kind of wish you hadn't told me that because now I'm going to be listening for it. <laughs> oh, no. She does She does do a great, uh, like, Northeast Philly accent, like an overdone one. Yeah. But uh, I hope I hope you're wrong. We'll see. Oh, no. Did I just ruin your relationship? <sighs> I don't know. If the second kid doesn't, that might do it. <laughs> that might have been like we can handle. This is gonna be the the final straw. We can handle a toddler and an infant, but I just can't handle your thick Philly accent anymore. <laughs> no, but you're into that. That's the point. Yeah. No, I just. And I think that might be why. Yeah, she was like an older middle aged mom, and just that maternal instinct, the desire to do good for her community, was just so. Um, sexy i guess you're literally describing abby right now she's not middle-aged middle-aged mom middle-aged mom. yeah we're all getting to middle age right <laughs> i I also turned 31 over our break that's right you did yeah speaking of your birthday michael do you know what we did for your birthday i do know what we did for my birthday my birthday this is when we were finally reunited after i was thinking about it i think the last time i saw you was i drove up to your house mm-hmm when we started the podcast about a year ago mm-hmm. to pick up stickers, <laughs> yeah, the podcast stickers, and I hung out with you. I, I think that was the first time I met Jack. Second. It was the second time. Was it? Oh, yeah. I came you to see him, him when he was a little baby once. at yeah. your parents' house. Yeah. So that was the second time I saw him, but that was the last time I saw you, and that was almost exactly a year ago. That's right. And it's crazy because the amount of these that we've done We've never done it in person, and I don't know if we ever will, because this is just such a nice setup at this point, but... Yeah, we kind of have a a groove going. Maybe eventually... It'd be cool to do it a couple times in person. I think we should. Yeah, but you're right. This was a... I had joked about us doing a live show at this event for a couple months prior when we covered oh, yeah. Fall Out Boy. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even supposed to go to this concert. It was kind of last minute because you were in England... And I wasn't sure when you were coming home, but it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah. And I had bought the tickets back in 2019. Like, I was holding on to these tickets for two years. And then COVID happened. And I honestly didn't know if it was going to happen this summer. But we finally were able to attend the Hella Mega Tour um, together. And with our good friend Steve. And then my good friends... K-Chan and Carrie, who all knew Abby was pregnant before you did. But, yeah, so we can... Yeah, let's go through that night, because we haven't really talked about it since then. Do you, yeah. would you care to uh, elaborate for our fans? I'd love to. You want me to elaborate? Well, we both can. Um, okay. So, as I said, I drove down... I guess this doesn't really add to the story, but I live right outside Philadelphia in the suburbs. And pretty much to get to Keenan's house, I would hop on the one highway get off at an exit, he's right there, and then get back on and be at the Philly Stadium. My GPS took me all the back roads, like, through every neighborhood in the city. Yeah, why did it do that? I honestly think it probably saved me, like, two minutes on traffic. But at a certain point, I wish there was an option on the GPS to just select 
just go straight there even if it takes another 10 minutes because that was the only reason that i asked you to pick me up because i mapped it and i was like oh i'm literally two minutes off the highway yeah that takes you down to the stadiums where the concert was so i was like oh this shouldn't be out of his way it'll be two minutes out of his way it should be fine i didn't realize you were going to take the most ass backwards way to get here yeah well it was ass backwards and it reminded me of what a terrible city driver i am because i really (laughs) don't drive in the city that much like or if i do i know exactly where i'm going and it's just kind of on autopilot yep but for this i was kind of i was following the gps the whole time and the girls in the car with me were just very perturbed by my driving skills just like changing lanes really quick because i didn't want to get like you know i got in and they were just roasting you the whole time i was actually shocked by it it was very sad especially considering that i volunteered to drive everybody you (laughs) would think that you were the dd you drove them all the way from the suburbs you would think that they would at least wait until we arrived safely to completely roast me (laughs) because as we found out you really got to wait until you put the car in park to confirm that you've arrived at a location safely yes because we were outside the stadium looking for a parking lot to meet up with another one of our friends and the road to drive down was blocked off and there was a cop car blocking in one lane but i thought that i had to get down that road so i turned (laughs) around the cop like went behind the cop car and into the oncoming traffic lane and got honked at by like probably three or four people yep i thought we were going to get into an accident at that point Mm -hmm. it was really it was kind of close and then i'm like oh shit and then we kept driving, and the lot we wanted to pull into was actually closed already, because I guess it was either full or I don't know. And at that yeah. point, the cop that I had cut off had turned on her sirens, or her lights, not her sirens, and started following us. And I thought I was going to get arrested, or not not arrested, but ticketed. I thought for sure you're, you were getting pulled over, because as soon as you went past that barricade, as soon as you went past her car, she literally ran to the driver's seat, jumped in, and then started following you. And I was like... Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. I yeah. guess we did sort of jump that barricade. In hindsight, it was a it was a dick move and I really shouldn't have done it except for the fact that I knew exactly the lot that I needed to get to and it was down that street. Yeah. But I should have just kept driving. What was it J? It was lot J, right? I think so. Yeah, we ended up in lot or it might have been lot P and we ended up in lot Q. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I was way off. All those it doesn't matter. All those it's all the same, have. Yeah. But after that point, that was the only rocky part of the night i would say yeah the rest was fantastic yeah so a great time we we went in right as weezer was starting which was actually perfect timing because we should tell people i don't think you mentioned it but hella megator is weezer fallout boy green day yes i know i've discussed it previously but i know we talked about it on the fallout boy episode but that was like february of this year so just in case people don't want to go back and listen to that we probably talked about it on the Green Day episode, too, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's come up a couple times. And I know I brought it up as something I was looking forward to, like, when I did one of the side projects. But, yes, yeah. it was Weezer, Fall Out Boy, Green Day. And they went on in that order. And I was thinking, do you think that was, like, disrespectful to Weezer? Because they've been around for longer than uh, Fall Out Boy? I actually kind of did at first. But... I was thinking about the lineup and I was like, how else do you order it? I mean, it could have just been randomly done, but I think Green Day has to be the headliner. Agreed. Even though they're not necessarily my favorite, 
I think they had to be the headliner just because they're the oldest band. They paved the way for probably all these other bands. I mean, Weezer's old too, but Green Day is just, they're one of the patriarchs. But yeah, Fall Out Boy and Weezer, I feel like could have been interchanged. And I thought, oh, maybe maybe this does feel a little bit disrespectful to Weezer. But I will say, actually being at the concert and watching it, I think it actually was the perfect order. I do too. The reason I thought that was because Weezer was a little more low key. Like they're not the band to get super amped up and like jump around and get the crowd super crazy. Like they're a little more chill on stage. They're a little more just kind of go with the flow. And they played, obviously, as the opener. We should say there was one opener before Weezer. There was a much smaller band. Do you remember the name of them? Yeah, the Interrupters. That's right. They have that song like, um, like I was, if you would, it's on alternative radio all the time. Oh, let's play it right here. But back to my point, Mike, Weezer played during daylight. It was still pretty early in the night, and I mm-hmm. thought it was just like kind of a chill vibe to get you going. Fall Out Boy played when the sun started going down. It was getting dark. There were a little more energy. And then obviously Green Day came on later at night, and it felt like the main event. So I think the order actually worked pretty well. Right. Yeah, seeing it on paper, I thought, oh, Weezer goes on before Fall Out Boy. That's a little odd. But you're right. Green Day... You know, they're the most tenured band. They have the most extensive catalog of songs. And some of the people we were with, it's like, oh, I don't really know any songs by them. I'm like, trust me, you're going to know most of the songs that... Wait, by Green Day? Mm-hmm. Who said that? Like Carrie. Carrie, who oh, won okay. the ticket to our ticket contest giveaway. Oh, that's right. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the big, uh, the big contest winner. Yeah. That was huge. She did not know who was playing at the concert until <laughs> like a day or two before she texted yeah, me. Yeah, once she asked. won the ticket, then she had to look it <laughs> that's up. Right, and, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> By any chance, will you have one extra ticket that you're giving away? <laughs> but yeah, so I thought I thought each set was really good though. Yeah. And Weezer played a couple new songs which I have I had heard, but I'm a big old school Weezer guy. And they played a couple of those too. They played a, I think they played a good mix of their repertoire. So what was your favorite? What was the the best one to hear? It was funny because each new song they played, I'm pretty sure I turned to you and said, this actually might be my favorite Weezer song. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't, that's I true. Had, I hadn't thought about it previously, but looking back now, I think uh, when they played My Name is Jonas, that was the one mm, where... It's a classic. Yeah. I remembered why I really have always loved that band and you know it's that's that's the first song on their first album so there's yeah. always a special spot for that song my name is Jonas carrying the wheel thanks for all you shown us this is how we Yeah, here we go all the way. 
and the harmonica in the bridge, you really can't beat it. So I would say for them, My Name is Jonas took the cake for me, but there was a ton of others off of Blue Album and, and Pinkerton and Green Album that I'm glad that they got to. But did you have a favorite song from the Weezer set? I actually liked Hashpipe, and Hashpipe yeah. is already one of my favorite songs of theirs, and I think they actually played it earlier in their set, if I remember correctly. They did. That was, that was, that's off the Green Album, I believe, so maybe they, that's like a 2001 release, I think. Yeah. That's when I realized that they were going to be pulling songs from all their albums, I think is, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, so I heard that one, it was early in the set, and I think just hearing a song that I know very well and love... It's always kind of been one of my favorite Weezer songs. And then it just kind of came in and Hashpipe, as you know, is kind of a more, it's like a more hard hitting of Weezer songs. It's like more mm -hmm. of a rock song compared to like, whatever, they're more alternative songs, I would say. I realize I haven't been to a concert in so long, and just to hear that, it just kind of blew me away. And so I think that was that was my favorite to hear. Yeah, that's definitely a harder song with the sweet guitar solo. And we were also saying that Weezer, Rivers Cuomo in particular, their frontman, he sounds pretty much perfect, like on stage. Like oh, he yeah. sounds just like the record. Totally. Yeah, he's an amazing singer. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just because he doesn't really have to strain his voice when he sings, but I was very surprised that, you know, to a certain degree, every live show, it's like you expect there to be some difference in the, not the energy, but the maybe the quality of, of the vocalizations or instruments or whatever, just because yeah. you sacrifice some of that for the energy that they're bringing, which, like we were saying, Weezer wasn't the most high-energized act of the night. Having said that, yeah, they, they definitely weren't the highest energy of the night, but they worked the crowd great. I mean, they were awesome. But yeah, I, I think definitely the concert was building energy from band to band. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And they, they played, like we said, new songs, old songs, and they even covered uh, Toto's Africa. Yeah, that's such a classic. They had a big radio hit with that maybe a year ago at this point, but that was oh, cool I think to it was hear further live, back. too. That was like a few years ago. I, covid i don't i don't even remember yeah, everything's a blur yeah yeah but from them as we said fallout boy was next and i don't want to spoil anything but i think this is my favorite set of the night what do you mean i want to spoil anything like i don't want to like get ahead of myself like, oh okay you would think like green day the main event that's like what everybody kind of went for oh yeah not, yeah not everybody but uh i just thought Overall, Fall Out Boy had probably the most fun set, yeah. and I think it helped the night we saw them because right after Weezer was done, it started raining pretty hard, Yeah, and 
I gotta say, it really added to the experience for me to be outside in the pouring rain while Fall Out Boy just rocked out to these songs that I've loved for the past decade. It was it was a pretty cool experience. It was pretty funny because as soon as Weezer's set ended, we all went in to like go to the bathroom, get some food, get some drinks, and we were kind of under we were kind of in the tunnel and we had, you know, a roof. So we didn't really realize what was happening. And then we heard Fall Out Boy coming on. We heard them doing the sound check. We heard them like playing the first notes. And so we kind of sprinted out to go back to our seats and we look and it was kind of a downpour. And at first we were like, oh, I guess we're just going to watch this from the tunnel. And we were a little hesitant and we were trying to find like other seats that we could sit in. Mm -hmm. And then at one point in their second song of their set, we just all kind of looked at each other and we're like, screw it. And we just went back to our seats and it was amazing. I'm so happy we actually went back outside in the rain because it actually kind of made the experience. Yeah, I'm glad we went back to our seats too because... I think in the moment we thought it might have just been a passing shower and it really wasn't. It kind of no. ling it probably lingered for almost the entirety of their set. Yeah. And maybe even into some of Green Days too. But yeah, I think I think I remember it being sugar we're going down when we're like, we gotta make sure we're yeah. we're down there seeing this and not just watching it from like, you know, trying to peer over people's shoulders that are all like on the concourse trying to stay dry. Um yeah. but yeah, definitely glad we did that. I think in doing so, we definitely, at least me personally, I was definitely tired sooner like than I <laughs> maybe would have been if we had stayed dry the whole time. Because we were waterlogged? Yeah, we were just like an hour into it. completely yeah. waterlogged. <laughs> Our, like, you know, my hair was a mess. Uh, my hair was a mess. Yeah. Your hair was, <laughs> it was actually, I think a lot of people had a fun time uh, playing the bongo drums on your head. Oh, yeah, it was good. People loved which it. Which was cool. Yeah, but yeah. So Fall Out Boy, they played a, maybe a couple songs I hadn't really heard or weren't wasn't familiar with. But for the most part, there were songs off of their first three or four albums, and the songs that they've had since those albums, which are like mega hits that everybody has heard. Yeah. But um, can we say our favorite Fall Out Boy song on the count of three? Do you think it's gonna be the same one? I don't know. We'll find out. The favorite, our favorite song from this set. From the set, yeah, from the set. Okay. Which one did we enjoy hearing the most? Okay. Okay, ready? You count it all. Yeah. It'll be right after three. Okay. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah! Is that what you said? I knew it, yeah. Nice. Did you not hear me? I was saying my word, so I couldn't hear you. Oh, yours, on the Zoom video, yours was delayed by a second, so it was like, <laughs> Saturday, Saturday. I almost thought you just waited for me to say it. No. Oh. I thought, dude, that was I be knew it. Too. I knew it because we were rocking out to Saturday together. Yes. Uh, part of me was like, I remember discussing it on what was it? Episode three of season one or whatever, or episode yeah. five, episode, I think. Yeah. Something like that. But I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was almost surreal to be like, because for the longest time we talked about how we loved that song, that album, all of our friends, like that was all of our friends favorite song. Yeah. And we're seeing it live 20 years after that album was released. And yep. that was my first time ever seeing Fall Out Boy. So, same. Yeah.
had a similar reaction when they played Grand Theft Autumn because that was another like of their old bangers. I was literally about to say that. Yeah. I think just personally, Grand Theft Autumn was the one that kind of blew me away the most because that's my favorite Fall Boy song of all time. Mm -hmm. But just the energy of the crowd when Saturday came on and then everybody that we were standing with rocking out to it. And there's that short clip that you posted to Instagram of us like during the breakdown during the screamo part and that part was just like so high energy and so powerful yeah it was probably the most fun i had all night actually during that song And that actually could be another reason why by the time Green Day came on, I feel like I was just so tired. And Oh, yeah. Well, with Fallout Boy, that was like mid Fallout Boy set as we're getting rained on. That was the first time where like you and I, Steve, the group that we were with, we were just kind of standing up and rocking out. Mm-hmm. With Weezer, we were just kind of in our seats, sometimes singing along, just kind of chilling. And then yeah. Fallout Boy came on and we were jumping around and playing the air guitar and really singing all the songs. Absolutely. So they closed with Saturday, which was also huge. It was like the crescendo of their set. And you knew that, at least I knew it was their last song because I'm a weirdo and I like to look at the set list ahead of time. But yeah. they had already played like 11 or 12 songs. So you kind of got the idea like this might be their last one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was, that was a weird. I like it took so long. <laughs> Talk about a big buildup. <laughs> you literally wound up for that one. I know. But yeah, man. Wow. So would you agree? Were they your favorite act of the night too? Wait, did you have to finish a thought there? I, I think it's okay. Okay. If, if I do, then we'll just leave the sneeze in. <laughs> I think you were you were like mid-sentence and then you sneezed and you stopped. <laughs> would you say, was that your favorite Set of the night too, or yeah, I would agree with you. I actually went into the concert most excited to see them, thinking mm-hmm. I would like them the most, and then I definitely did like them the most. That was definitely the best set for me. Was that the first time you had seen Fall Out Boy? Yeah, it was. Okay, me too. So I wonder if that has something to do with it because had you seen any of those bands previously? Thinking about it now, I think that was actually the first time seeing all three of those bands. I want to say I've seen Green Day once before, but. That could be a total lie. I don't think I've seen Weezer. I definitely haven't seen Fall Out Boy yet. Okay, because I've seen Weezer once before and Green Day once before. So I wonder if that has something to do with it because it was like, I don't know, decades worth of waiting to see Fall Out Boy. And I was not disappointed. I know we kind of gave them a hard time when we discussed their album saying they don't have the same kind of sound anymore. But it didn't matter this night because they did a good job of playing all types of songs even their new songs were great to hear live. There's something about the live experience, but mm-hmm. like I, I was really excited to hear their old stuff, and then they played their new songs, and I was rocking out equally as hard. Yeah. Like Uma Thurman came on, and I was like, I love the song. It's my favorite song. Those songs were made to be blasted in a stadium full of thousands of people. Totally, yeah. Which, I mean, and that was another thing that was like, this was our first concert that we really could go to in such a long time. That it it just was such a 
interesting release of emotions for me. Because yeah. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually out in public with other people after a year and a half of not being able to do this, even if I had wanted to. Yeah. And so that was a that was a really cool feeling for me. And now the fact that two weeks has passed and I haven't gotten COVID from it, even better feeling. Big news. Yeah. Looking back news. on it. Yeah. I would say we were fairly careful. Like we were mostly outside. We would wear a mask when we went into the tunnel and I think we were fairly safe about it. Yeah. I felt comfortable, all things considered. But still, you always I guess you always run the risk and it's like risk versus reward. And since none of us got sick reward was outweighing the risk yeah that's great and then finally there was green day and i think the rain stopped at one point during their set which was again very high energy very great overall but the rain stopped and i think i turned to you and said this was much more fun when it was pouring rain <laughs> yeah and you just were just appreciating being drenched in the moment and not just thinking about how your socks were starting to sink, uh, get damp. and uh, Yeah. There's a difference between getting rained on and then just sitting in soggy clothes. Yeah. And so maybe they opened strong. They opened with like American Idiot, Into Holiday. Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of really good songs. Um, the only thing I would say about them is they sounded fantastic when they were playing their music, but there was just too much like crowd interaction oh in between songs and like in the middle of songs like yeah their songs are maybe three minutes long and it would take double or triple that because they would go say hey that that was the big joke of the night between you me and steve it was like he literally found a way to work that into every single one of his songs and then the crowd would sing it back and he would just keep doing it over and over again i was like does he have to do it every song did seem like it was every song to the point that i think it was steve made a joke like it was right at the beginning of one of the songs and steve's like now say hey oh and then billy joe did it that was me i made that hilarious joke yeah did you you make that hilarious joke (laughs) yeah and everybody laughed everybody aisles and aisles of people were just cracking up when i said that (laughs) but uh, but yeah he literally i I said it as a joke and then he did it two seconds later yeah so really it's an exaggeration, but it was really not that much of an exaggeration because every single no. song, they seem to do that. I don't know if I'm just old, if we were just soaking wet, <laughs> or if it was like, I mean, I did have a two-year-old and a wife waiting for me at home, and we were leaving for the shore the next morning. Yeah. So in the back of my head, I'm like, Green Day went on at nine, or right around nine. So I'm thinking, perfect, be out of here by 1030. Mm, and then not the case 10 30 came and went 11 came and went and they still probably had three or four songs left but we all kind of looked at each other still soaking wet still like realizing we had to you know drive an hour or so back home and we're like you want to call it so i think we ended up hearing you know the remainder of their songs as we walked back to the car that's the nice thing about a stadium show but um 
I think we left after they played Basket Case into She, and then Wake Me Up mm-hmm. When September Ends, and then we all went to the bathroom and we heard Jesus of Suburbia and Time of Your Life, Good Riddance, as yeah. we were, you know, getting to the parking lot. So the irony of the whole thing is, <laughs> we say. We hope you had the time of your lives, good riddance, at the end of every single one of our episodes, and we literally didn't even see them perform that. <laughs> I thought about that, too. We just heard it a little bit as we were leaving the stadium, but it was like the one song we missed. I thought that was pretty funny. That was funny, but I said my only rule as, you know, as the driver is I'm not sitting in parking lot traffic. Oh, yeah. Getting Screw out. That. So I maybe I'm that's just like a dad thing in me, but I've done it even before I was a dad, like. Oh, no, I hate sitting in stadium traffic at the very end of a game or a show. It's yeah. the worst. I don't think I've ever watched it. Like, if the Phillies are going into extra innings, I'm like, great, I'll listen to it on the radio on the way home. Like, yeah. unless it's the World Series, I'm not staying in that stadium and waiting. Oh, dude, the Clarks, that was that was our thing as well. That's a like, I remember hearing the end of many games on the car ride home. That was like a signature Clark maneuver. Yeah, it's great. And it's like, to me, there's a certain thrill in it. Like... Sean and I went to go see Radiohead a couple years ago, and I knew that they ended their set with Karma Police, so they started playing that, and I'm like, all right, let's go. And just going, walking through an empty Wells Fargo Center while everybody else enjoyed them playing that song, yeah. that was enjoyable for me. Oh, yeah, totally. Because I heard like almost the entire thing, and by the time we made it to the parking lot, as I was pulling onto 95, everybody else was coming out of the stadium, and I'm like, I'm gone. It was, it was perfect. Yeah, that's great. Before we talk about us leaving the concert, we didn't even say our favorite Green Day songs. Oh, you're right. That's because we were so fucking tired by the time. (laughs) Having said all that, Mike, it still was an incredible set. I was blown away by Green Day. But to your point, it was really long. And we're old guys. We're tired. We are old. And by the time we left, we had been there for like five hours. Yeah, it was a crazy long concert. Plus, like I left my house at four. Yeah. And we left the venue around 11. So that's a long-ass day for a couple 30-year-olds. Yeah, and um, I think you took the day off, but I worked a full day of work, and I like mm-hmm. got in the shower, threw on my clothes, you came to pick me up. I mean, it was quick turnaround, you know? I did a half day, but I did a half day so that I wouldn't feel as guilty just leaving my pregnant wife and two-year-old to go to a <laughs> pop-punk concert That's fair. that <laughs> night. So I, I kind of took Jack for the middle of the day to give Abby some rest and relaxation before she took the night shift. So That's fair. That's a good uh, quid pro quo there. Yeah. And the best part about that is we don't really have to see each other. We can just That's hand amazing. off the baby. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. But to your point, Keenan, my favorite Green Day song in their set, I think this might just be my favorite Green Day song, but it was When I Come Around. Mm, yep. That's a good one. It just still gives me gives me the feeling of being like 10 or 12 years old again. Yeah, that song's iconic. I think that was my favorite, but what about you? 
Mine is interesting. I don't know if this is what most people would say, but this song has low-key always been one of my favorites, and then hearing it live, it was pretty awesome. Minority. Oh, that's right. That's a great song from an underrated album. It's so underrated. That's off of Warning, I believe, right? It's from Warning, yeah. Yeah. You turned to me and you said, this is my favorite Green Day song. I'm like, really? Because I would have never guessed that. Because you're right. It's like, it it was like a single, but probably a lesser known one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And the album was, was not really like one of their huge albums, but it's an awesome song. Yeah, I'm almost shocked at how much it kind of flew under the radar. Because to me, it's like super catchy mm-hmm. and it's a really fun song to sing along to you could see like the energy in the stadium not be as loud as like when basket case was on obviously mm-hmm. but i was like oh these people don't know how good minority is and then yeah it was amazing you know what i almost forgot they played that because when i go back in my head to like okay what songs did green day play i run through dookie i run through american idiot because they played a ton off of both of those yeah but then they played some good in between ones like uh, minority, Hitching a Ride, Brains yeah. Do. Those are all the ones that you kind of forget about. Yeah. So overall, they did have an incredible set. And I think had we not been soaking wet, I probably would have stayed a little bit longer. Yeah. As a whole, I couldn't have asked for a better return to live music for for myself personally. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. There are concerts I've... I've uh, thought about going to in the future i don't have any tickets purchased yet i should say but i was just waiting on this for so long and it really the payoff was all i could have asked for yeah um i do remember talking about looking forward to it i think on one of the shows i did by myself and i had mentioned i really wanted to get a tour shirt from (laughs) this concert because yeah it had been so long and i was looking forward to it and in addition to us venturing from our seats in the rain onto the concourse to get, uh, you know, hot dogs, beers, and and sodas and whatnot, every time we would go to the bathroom, I would check the merch line because I'm pretty sure in a baseball stadium that holds tens of thousands of people, they had one merch <laughs> yeah, table set up. They did, yeah. For three of the biggest bands of the past. 30 years (laughs) the line was so long it was the longest line for t-shirts that i've ever seen in my life yeah because i kept checking because i'm like at one point i want to hop in this line but i don't want to miss like half of one of these band sets i'd like obviously i'm gonna hear it but i want to be with my boys with my friends like jamming out and enjoying it uh you know, I try not to take, we, we took a couple pictures we posted on Instagram, which was great, but 
tried to keep the phone away for the most part. And Billy Joe even said that during their set, like, uh, put the phones down. We've been looking at phones for the past year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I tried to be in the moment as much as I, I could, I guess. So it just didn't work out the whole night. The line was just never short enough for me to really want to jump in it until we were about to leave. And it was kind of shorter, but we also wanted to, to get home. So it was like, ah, eh, what are you going to do? But Mike, didn't you end up getting a shirt? Keenan, it's funny you should mention that because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. As we were walking out, I remember saying to you, I'm assuming this is what it's like in every major city or, or major like venue in the U.S., but maybe it's just yeah. our area. No, no. I think this happens pretty much everywhere. But when you leave a concert, there's immediately a bunch of people selling t-shirts in the parking lot for like the concert you just went to or the band that you just saw yeah and on this night i figured there would be some because we even saw some walking in yeah there were a ton of people well i wouldn't say a ton but there were a handful of people trying to sell shirts even before the concert started in the parking lot as we were hanging out tailgating and i remember the shirt that i saw beforehand was essentially the same shirt they were selling inside yeah which was just a black shirt with the tour poster printed on the front with the bands and then the dates on the back so i'm like right all right i mean i was gonna buy the official shirt because that's you know i usually just that's just usually what i do i usually don't yeah and you support the bands go in the parking lot and and uh haggle with people (laughs) but on this night i'm like you know i still want a shirt and i said to you i think i have like 10 bucks i'd be willing to part with for you know uh a knockoff shirt that that might not fit me after a one one time uh, through the washing machine. You screwed me here, Mike. You screwed me. I don't know who screwed who. You screwed me. How did I screw you? You tell the story how you think you remember it, and then I'll tell you how it really happened. Okay. So we went we went outside and we left the stadium. And it wasn't just like I thought it would be like one or two guys. It was like twenty people, like yeah. in a semicircle. Pretty much the cops had pushed them back to a point where, like, people could leave. And they're like, like, they had to have a relationship with them where the cops were just like, all right, just you can sell your shit here, but, you know, be discreet. Yeah. So, but it was so overwhelming that I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't want to go up and pick a person and, like, start haggling with them because I wanted to spend $10 and whatever. So I just kind of walked past them. Mm -hmm. But then you, having remembered what I had told you that, like, oh, I wanted to get a shirt, you're like, I'm like, this guy's got shirts and you were already like talking to, to a guy and, uh, you had already requested if he had my size, which is a two XL as I'm sure we've discussed. Yeah. And he did, which was, which was huge, literally. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. Uh, and you're like, all right, what do you want? And he's like 20 bucks. And I remember at first I just was like, Oh, I, I have $10. That's what I said. No, I said that. Let me finish my story. Then okay, can, let me hear yours. Okay, You can adapt yours. the parts of mine that you think okay. is actually okay. yours. Okay, that's fair. So no, I I have 10 and he's like, all right, how about 15? And, oh no, I think I said, oh, I can, I, I think I only got 10. And then he said, okay, how about 15? And then you were like, we well, got 15, don't you? And I'm like, I mean, no, I only have 10, but then <laughs> no. I looked in my wallet, quote, looked in my wallet, yeah. and I had a 20. <laughs> yeah. And I said, 
here, man, just have this 20. Oh, I found this 20. And then I gave him that. And then we, we just walked to the car. Okay. So how do you remember? Because I remember. This is actually how it happened. Okay. You walked away. Keep in mind, keep in mind, I had uh, Dasani's or Aquafina's the whole night. So. I had a couple beers, sure. You give me. Okay, your you've version. already you've already skewed our audience. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, I'd be a great defense attorney. Yeah, you would be great. Discredit so, me before I can even so tell my Mr. story. So, Mr. Clark, when you were drunk as a skunk, <laughs> yeah. No, you you really you were not you were not drunk. You were not drunk. This is what actually happened, Mike. You walked way past all the people that were selling shirts. I talked to this guy. You did, and I said, "Oh, we have ten dollars." And he's like, oh, I can't do it for 10. I was like, okay, well, all he has is 15. Then you start coming back. And I was like, all he has is 15. And he was like, well, and then you opened your wallet and the 20 was sitting there. You didn't talk to this guy at all. I was the one who was talking to him. Mm. I got him down to 15. You came over and you opened your wallet and you had a 20. And then I was like, and he's like, oh, there's 20. And then you're like, oh, here you go. He did not say, oh, there's 20. He did. He's the one who spotted it. And I was like, oh. No. I don't think that's right because... You didn't talk to him. Everybody left. I was the only one talking to him. Yeah, you were... No, you were the only one talking to him. I got him down to 15 and I waved you over. You came over and then you opened... You didn't literally say anything. You just opened your wallet well, and there was $20 in there. I have a Ridge wallet, which is like one of those... It's not your fault. It just was like the most inopportune timing for this guy to see how much money you actually had. Because he was convinced that all you had was 15. He was about to make the deal. I don't think... He... I don't think he even cared that much. I just wanted to give him money and leave. Because like <laughs> See, I said... You got to be able to negotiate. But have you ever been in one of those situations where... Like, I've had it before where I'm talking to one guy, and then another guy comes over and he's like, what's he charging? I'll I'll do yeah. better. I'll do better. Because there are so many people selling shirts. I'm like, I just want to get a shirt. And like... So... The extra five bucks wasn't going to kill me. So I That actually like, kind of happened because when I told the guys what size you were, the one dude was fiddling trying to find the XL and the other guy came over and was like, oh, I have one, I have one, I have one. Yeah. So he was trying to like jump in that guy's way. They're very competitive. They are. Which I'm sure they make a, a pretty good killing off of like, like the shirt itself probably cost them about two bucks to make. Oh, I'm sure it's literally nothing. And they but, make so many of them. Yeah, I did wash it and it still fits. So really, I made I made out pretty well. Yeah, you did great. Even despite spending 20 instead of 15 because... Could have had 15. But the shirts inside the venue were like 45 bucks. Yeah, that's right. And they look exactly the same. So whose story do we think is true? Should we put a poll out there? Let the fans decide? I guess. <laughs> I, I, you I know still... you didn't talk to this guy, right? No, I I didn't talk to him at all. Oh, that's what your story. You said that you said, "Oh, all I have is a 10. You didn't even say that. Hmm. That entire dialogue was with me. I don't, you're gaslighting me. I think you're trying to gaslight me. Mm-mm. Let's ask Steve. He does not gonna remember. Yeah, Steve probably won't. He remember. didn't care. He was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Steve drove home too. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna recreate the story. I'm gonna combine both of ours. Ready? You're the one that said. Then he said, there's 20, which did not happen. He didn't say that, but he... <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no. Well, he, that was a bit of an exaggeration. He said it with his eyes. He literally looked at it, and we all at the same time saw your 20, and we knew the jig was up. <laughs> and then his eyes went, awooga. <laughs> yeah. And they shot out <laughs> of his head. <laughs> Steam started coming out of his ears. <laughs> it made like, yeah. the teapot sound. In any event, I was like, we got to get to the car before time of your life ends. 
Yeah, that's And true. I'll give this guy my 20. And, um, you know, I still saved 25 bucks. I don't know what kind of nice material the ones inside would have been made of. No, this one's even this better. This one's just a, a plain cotton tea. Yeah, this but one's good. Why didn't dude, you get one, the same. dude? Why didn't you get one? I don't really buy band t-shirts. Dude, but you could have cut these sleeves off. Yo, that's true. Damn it. I'm sure that guy would have been like i was like don't worry man i have 40 bucks (laughs) (laughs) 50 okay i'll settle at 50 next thing you're just giving over your entire bank account that's true i'm just gonna wait until that shirt shrinks and then it's gonna become mine like most of the clothes i own there's all your hand-me-downs did you keep the the hat i gave you i did i love that hat the one that got soaking wet in the rain yeah i let it dry out it's perfectly fine okay i think i just had so much cash stuffed in my wallet that rather than go through all the bills and show that I actually had like close to $80, I would just hand him a 20. It was just so embarrassing that I would convince this guy that you were so poor that all you could afford was 15. And then you're like, oh, here's all my cards and all my cash. And here's my uh, my AAA card. And- the best way. Yeah. Do you need a, a roadside assistance? The best way to go into the one of those uh, exchanges is to really only have a certain amount of cash left. Yeah. Which I can't lie about. I went to a concert with uh, my sister, Abby. Well, not my sister, Abby. My sister, Caitlin. <laughs> my, did it sound like I said my sister, Abby? Yeah, a little bit. My sister, Abby, uh-huh. and Abby's sister, Janie. There you go. And I really only had $5 left leaving the show. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what that guy was willing to accept for a t-shirt. <laughs> We just have to plan it a little more strategically next time so we're not lying to these random uh, street vendors that we see. Yeah. So that was about as eventful as the concert itself, I would say. Yeah, that was fun. That was really funny. That whole thing gave me a giggle, like, later on. And then we ate fruit snacks. We did. We drank our water bottles on the way home. And I gotta say, dropping you off was much easier than picking you up. Yeah. Because that time I did just get on 95, and... You really are right off of uh, one of the exits, so... Barely out of the way. Yeah. I gotta say, Mike, I'm really happy to be back. It's funny you should say that, Keenan, because as it turns out, so am I. I don't know if I'm more excited to be back doing this or just more excited to be hanging out with you again. I think it can be both of those things. Okay. But I'm excited to be hanging out with you again, too. It's been a really long time, and it's like the end of uh, Shawshank, mm. when Morgan Freeman says, I guess I just miss my friend. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> That's how I often feel. <laughs> it's like uh, Keenan Clark crawled through 500 yards of shit to get back on the podcast. Yeah, and I would. I would do that uh, tenfold. Me too, buddy. Having said that, I know this is a long time coming, but on next week's episode, Mike, we will be discussing Avril Lavigne's album, Let Go. I listened to this album probably 15 times six months ago, <laughs> and I'm going to have to start listening to it again because... Yeah, a little refresher. My sister actually texted me after I posted uh, pictures from the Hello Mega Tour and said, can you and Keenan please stop going to concerts and record your Avril episode already? <laughs> did she actually say that? Yeah, she did. I gotta say, people are excited for this one. Multiple people have texted me saying, hey, when's this Avril episode coming out? So 
Yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. The interest has died off over the past five months, but right after we first announced it, people were interested. So <laughs> hopefully our fans are willing to come back into the fold and enjoy some more great albums with us moving forward as we continue season two. Mike, just like you and me at the Hella Megator, we hope all of you have had the time of your lives. Sorry, Keenan, we're not going to get a chance to hear the end of this one. we got to make it to the car. <laughs> Woo! Good riddance. Bye. Pop Punk Project. Okay, that was a good ending. Yeah.